When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. Unchained time, Patrick Royce and Patrick, let's get right to it. The weekend of Tony Diaz. We'd all like to thank him, by the way, in our business. Yeah, I kind of reflect, uh, deflected a little from uh, the other issues that uh, took place this weekend. But uh, here's the deal with third base coaches. There's nothing in sports, and and stick with me here now, folks, because I know you like to dismiss the skill set in baseball and things like that. But there's no other coach who, in one second, has more influence on a game than a third base coach, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can have a basketball coach draw up a play and say Michael Jordan should shoot a jump shot. Okay, that's good. Uh, you know, you can hockey. You can tell them how you want them to approach the the uh, you know the power play or something, and you know football you you can send in the greatest play in history but there's nobody who's basically on the field as a coach who in one second can decide whether you win or lose a game Uh, and like the third base coach there's nobody that makes a decision instantaneously on the action like that in uh, in sports like the third base coach and it's always been one of my favorite things to follow because when a fan base turns on a third base coach he's done there's no redemption and and tony diaz has had been questionable for the first four months of the season right yep. he got crone thrown out by 15 feet but they were winning all the time there was no crisis involved with the team but this weekend he gets crone thrown out when it was still, you still wanted to run, right? I mean, that was a... Uh, it was 2 nothing in the fourth, yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he gets Crone thrown out. Crone <laughs> can't out. outrun me. And, uh, you know, I like everything about him as a player, except he can't run. Yeah. And you get him thrown out, and everybody says, well, Puig made a great throw. The ball might have been wet. As I said on Twitter, Lavelle could have thrown him out. He was out by 20 feet. And then, of course, last uh, on Sunday, uh, Tony basically lost the game. 
Because, yes. You know, he gets uh, Adrianza, who's not a Jet, good player, not a Jet, gets him thrown out by 15 feet. And, you know, there's a certainly a possibility they would have thrown pitched a scope and he would have popped up and they wouldn't have scored. But uh, it, I, I think that uh, getting a guy thrown out by 15 feet when the whole stadium is alive with excitement of this comeback took the pizzazz out of everybody, and then Rodgers comes in and gives up four. But um, Tony is... Sorry, Tony. It's over. You can't. You can't do anything. You can't do anything. Right? Hundred straight runners. You can wave home. That makes it and be. And people right. aren't going to say no, we no, forgive you, Tony. No, no. And uh, I, I've said this a couple of times, but I'm looking for the alliteration, right? Right. Because one of the most famous third base coaches in the last 25 years is Wendell Kim who I think had four different teams, but he had the Cubs, Cubs fans and the Red Sox fans, right? Mm-hmm. Two most famous fan bases in in sports, in baseball. And I texted two guys, friends of mine, and said, what third base coach, last night, what third base coach do your fans still <laughs> rip? You know, you know, and both the Cubs, both... My guy from Chicago, my guy from Boston said, Wendell Kim. <laughs> they were in so, unison, at yes, least, yes. Yeah, wave. So, and of course, he was waving Wendell, waving Wendell. They Which called him. Is he, outstanding. A, because he was such a enthused waver. Yep. But B, because he'd wave him home no matter what and get him thrown out by 20 feet. So, uh, it's waving Wendell. So, you need, in this instance, you need alliteration, don't you? You can't have, like, you know, Dummy Tony. Yeah, no, 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 you need a. You got a little You need alliteration. And yes. I've been thinking. I've spent uh, a couple hours Monday morning looking for the T word that meant movement. Right. Yep. We've decided on Turbo Tony Diaz. I'm not sure that that's. I'm not sure that that's the perfect uh, one. Turbo Tony. But turbo Turbo Tony is. Uh, we're probably going to break turny, Turbo Tony out here uh, in the in the next few uh, days. So, anyway, it, it's one of the fun things about baseball that makes it unique is that a third base coach can become a local celebrity and and. You know, you guys open the phone lines today. Oh, it'll be great. You can have call up and rip Turbo Tony. Oh, yeah. Out. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> yes, right. Meanwhile, uh, the big uh, controversy with the boys, I would think, is uh, breaking out Martin Perez as a starter once again. They might not have an option because Pineda's not ready to go. But, uh, boy, uh, you know, the, the famous Earl Weaver quote about Mike Quayhar when he was uh, finished. You know, he'd been a Cy Young Award winner, so this right. was a little different. But Cuellar, late in his career, was getting pounded unmercifully for like 14 straight starts, and Earl finally hooked him. And the writers were saying, how can you do this to Cuellar? And he said, I gave him more chances than my first wife. <laughs> and uh, the, uh, the We're not going to get that from Rocco, by the no, way. we're not going to. Rocco's not going to give if, us if that. he pulls Martin Perez from the rotation, he's not going to say, you know, uh, Rocco would have to say my first girlfriend because he's not married. Right. But uh, anyway, yeah, we're not going to get. He that. would tell us how great Martine had been. So I wasn't there yesterday. We were celebrating the birthday of the great John Rose. So yeah, that's another uh, another story. But uh, so I I was not there. But uh, Rocco 
how instantly was he quizzed on uh, on the send? Was that the first? Audra Martin's second question on really? the Fox Sports North portion. Oh, she, she asked him, she and, asked and, and but you know he gave the Rocco response. Yes, the long. Did, was he then pressed later on it or not really? Um, he was a little. I wouldn't say pressed. Asked about it again and the actual decision and what goes into the decision. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, but but my favorite was on Saturday night after because mm-hmm. there's no. I think if Tony doesn't get Crone thrown out, yes. yesterday is it's still not a big deal, but uh, it's not as bad. Yeah, it isn't. What in the hell is the matter with this guy? Because sending him yeah. against Crone against Puig's arm is one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. <laughs> yes. Right. And I asked I asked Rocco. I said the decision to send uh, to send Crone there, and he and he thought about it for a second. He said, you know what? He said no outfielder wants to throw a Wet baseball. So you think that's what uh, so Rocco? What you're telling me is, is as Crone is lumbering into third, uh, Tony's thought process is the ball might be wet. The ball might be wet, and Puig, yeah. uh, you know, and well, Yasiel. But, but guess what? It also might not be wet. <laughs> <laughs> and considering how much the baseballs are changed out yes, now, right now, and they, it was a one hopper. They might so not that ball hold had moisture anymore. Yeah, exactly. You know, anyway, that was. Uh, but uh, Cleveland, uh, let's face it, all weekend just looked like a much better baseball team mm-hmm. right now. And Puig, now he's going to have a suspension here uh, for three games or so. But uh, he looks committed right now to the cause. He was the best player on the field over the weekend. And their lineup is good now. And uh, the Twins without Cruz and without Buxton. Is, and if these guys they get... they got a better lineup, better pitching. If Cleveland gets Kluber back? Yes, and they're going to get him back. And the bullpen, they got the best bullpen and the bunch of, you know, Brad Hand and a bunch of nobodies, but they've been good all year. They were, they entered this weekend with a half run better ERA than any American League bullpen. So, yeah, they're just a much better looking team if the, the Twins supposedly have the easier schedule, but, uh, you know, all of a sudden when you watch the Twins go in to play somebody, and without Cruz in the lineup, it doesn't look like a mismatch. No, it doesn't. No. So well, Cruz, Cruz and Buxton and out. Yeah. And that pitching? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, let, you know, God love Gibby. That was one of the most pathetic things I've ever seen. To get kick off that series was with the oh, effort, night, yeah. effort like that was just. Well, and the nibbling and the. Well, the great Tom Hamilton, the, my favorite announcer in baseball, the Cleveland Indians, I, you know, and I, I consider him a friend of mine. I went in to say hello to him, and he says to me, what was that? <laughs> you know, what was that last night? I said, ah, he's young. He's only 30. <laughs> you know? but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, they got kids. Here's the other thing. He gets 117 pitches out of uh, Clevenger, gets him into the, yep. gets him through seven. Yep. He gets uh, Bieber into the eighth, and Bieber does that in, all the time. Into the eighth, he lets the Plut- Plutko kid pitch into the seventh. Mm-hmm. He lets that Savali pitch seven, right? Last yesterday, six or seven. I thought he went six. Six. But he's using his starter. One reason their bullpen, yep, might be the best in baseball. He doesn't put as much pressure on him as the Twins are putting on their bullpen. He'll let a guy pitch six, seven innings well, now. But you're right. But the other thing is, I mean, you you couldn't let Gibson. You know, you were you got all you could have gotten out of him. He was terrible. And Perez, you know, they don't have starters. But my guy Lavelle, he blames this whole thing on hooking Barrios down in Miami after eighty-one. 
when he had eighty-one pitches, yeah. seven innings. Yeah. Then you had to. Then he ended up having to use Rogers. Oh, too much ball. Yeah. Yeah. Then you ended up yeah. you know, Dyson, and I. I wonder if Jose was a little. You know, Jose wanted to win twenty. Remember that was his spoken yeah. spoken thing, and all of a sudden. They don't let him finish, or they don't let him get to the eighth, and Dyson goes in and pukes up his win. He doesn't get the win, and now he comes out and throws a complete clunker here. Uh, but what was he doing? He was good yesterday, I thought, though. So, But what was Rocco doing with Jose against the Braves? Then That's the one I didn't get. He clearly didn't have anything. Yeah, was, why not just get him out of there? I wondered about that. I wondered why he let him give up nine. And, and I would think that that's a sure way to tick him off mm-hmm. when you hook him against the Marlins, yeah, who he's going great against. The other thing is, Rogers, yesterday, if you're going to get two out of him on Saturday, the numbers are what? Yeah, his ERA is like eleven. You can't use him not on the Sunday. Next day. And you you got to you got to you know, especially tie game. You know, if maybe you need three outs to win it, but once you get the extra innings, there's no excuse for using him. Nope. He's uh nope there's not and I wrote this the other day I feel this is the first uh the first crisis that the uh new manager has faced Saturday though that game Patrick bullpen wise showed exactly how Rocco feels cuz he yeah. brought in Romo after Odo for what get an out four get outs. an inning get and then four outs, f- yeah. four outs exactly right and, Rogers, and yeah. then exa- so that show so Rocco can tell us whatever he wants about his team he doesn't have any faith in that bullpen. I, beyond my number guys. three faith guy right now would be Duffy. I know he's he gave up, came up and gave up a hit the other day, but he's throwing good. I like Duffy, but uh, Trevor May. I don't know what the problem is because that's good stuff. But I I don't know how he's uh, managing to uh, do what he does. And then Ryan Harper is. Uh, it's funny this lefty that came in for Cleveland. He's another. That's Smith, Josh Smith. He's another 29-year-old who had never pitched in the big leagues. He's sort of their version of uh, Ryan Harper. There's a few of those. People are so hard up for bullpen guys. they got these 30-year-old big leaguers. But we might have the secret weapon here for the Twins. My guy, Randy Dobnik. He hangs in there, man. Yeah, six, he did. Six hits, four scoreless innings. Six hits, Friday night, right? Scoreless. Yeah. Six hits, four scoreless innings. He does hang in there. And he's got anyway, the great facial hair. Anyway, it was a great. It's a great. It's a great weekend. When you can get that much conversation about a third base coach, it's a it's a good weekend for a team. There's interest, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we got a, We now got a third base coach we can badmouth. In fact, he has knocked cheap pole ads off the uh, off the uh, uh, main uh, page. For, he is now the Twins' that. OC. Yes, he is. He's their Muskie. He's, yes. he's he's their Bill Musgrave. Yeah, we uh, can complain Musgrave. and say, you know, Rocco, you got you can't have him. Who's the last offensive coordinator we liked? Uh, Shermer. Shermer, that's Shermer right. was like very Shermer. good. Yeah, that's right. And Shermer. did nothing to tick us off and, and was actually successful. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to, here's something I'm writing down here for later. I got to get, uh, I got to get that going here. So okay, yeah. write that we'll, down there. Anyway, uh, they go we'll to get Milwaukee. To that. They go to Milwaukee. The Brewers are hot. And uh, you can send out Martin Perez and uh, Gibby. And Gibby. Back to back. They both but what's he going to do? Yeah, well, he didn't. What's you're he you're right. Until yeah. Pineda's back. Yes. Who's he going to start? Randy Dobnik. But anyway, I don't know. It's uh, It was fun while it lasted. <laughs> you know what you could do? You're not wrong. You 
could go with an opener and then bring and then try and bring Perez in if you wanted. Yeah, maybe you could. You could tie him to a guy. The other, but uh, but know, then you couldn't watch the game, which would be problematic. He uh, reminds me of. Uh, yeah, that's right. I they haven't used one yet. No, nope. right? yeah. no. Uh, they they used. By the way, give me to start the game before the All Star break. But I, that was. I always look at the double uh, A and triple A box scores. You know, yeah. just to see what's going on. By the way, the Twins triple A lineup looks like the Saints. I mean, just a bunch of. 30-year-old guys that they picked up off the scrappy. There's no prospects there. But uh, the uh, but yesterday, start opener for the Pensacola Blue Wahoos, Gabriel Moya. Really? Yes, right. He's back. Pensacola's probably role. good right now. They've got everybody. Yeah, they got Kirilov and uh, Lewis. Lewis and, guys, and yeah. Trevor Larnick. Anyway, uh, one thing I'll say. When you don't have Cruz and Buxton, you're not going to be the same team. That's, uh, I mean, Cruz is the most important hitter, and Buxton's. Uh, Cruz is irreplaceable, and in the field, Buxton's irreplaceable. And so they're hurt. Buxton's still doing nothing. Yeah, I talked to Tim Kirchin yesterday uh, today, and uh, he said that Teixeira told him he didn't play all season when he had that injury. So now Morneau said he was able to play, but oh, the uh, cruise one we're talking the about the cruise injury, yeah, okay, yeah, and Buxton, who know we don't even hear anything about that. So no, anyway, that's uh, this isn't the team. Uh, you know, you take Nelson Cruz out, you're taking out your MVP, I think, don't you? Well, yeah, he had 16 home runs after the All Star oh, yeah, break. It was unbelievable. That's one of the hottest stretches we've seen oh, from a Twin yeah, probably ever. Yeah, yeah, even Allison when he got hot couldn't get that hot, so it was fantastic. I, I saw your Arise assessment in Sunday Star Tribune as well. So this is the the best well, off-the-radar rookie? I got to say, I did not do a full right. look. I just but you also at, I just have watched at, every year. This I just played. looked at who was voted Rookie of the Year. Okay. okay. There's never been a guy this good who came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's been some out-of-nowhere rookies like Daryl Brown and those guys, who the only reason they were voted MVP and rookie is because they were the only guy to vote for. You right. Know? But a guy who Daryl Brown, but uh, help us. yeah, but this kid, a, a good player who came out of nowhere. I don't think they've ever had a rookie this good. You know, I mean, this is. I'm not talking about Tony Oliva, 1964, and Rod Carew in 1967. We expected him to be good, right? right? This kid came out of nowhere. He's a good player, man. He's a good player. He is unflappable. There's he, nothing he, where he, he looks. In the, you know, he made that. What, was it Friday night? He turned that double play. Thursday night, Friday night. He Friday night. He turned that double play when Snow tried to throw the ball into right field, yes. and he short opted it and turned it into a double play. Yes. He always. You know what? He's prepared. He's pre- He has thoughts when he's in the field and the batter's backs. He has. He is thinking about, you know, okay, what if Sano makes a bad throw? You right. know, in my, you know, am I ready for it? He is, he's prepared to. He's he's got the, you know, Kirby Puckett. If he gave him an ACT, he might not have uh, blown the roof off it. You know, he might not have had a perfect math score or something. Mm-hmm. But if you gave, if you had an ACT for baseball brains, yep. Instincts, yep. whatever you want to call them. Yep, he would have, he would have had a perfect score, and this kid, I think, would have a perfect score too. You know, he just is prepared to play baseball. Percy Herbie was a lot like Percy Harvin. 
Same yes. way. Oh, yeah. Percy, could, Percy couldn't have got his way through college if you had couldn't got him the tutor. Couldn't get through an airport yes. terminal to get here to come to for the first time. He couldn't get through the Atlanta airport. But but say. guys like him and guys like Moss <laughs> are sports genius. Yes. Yeah. And uh, this, I think this kid is too. You know, he grew up and when he was on a diamond as an eight-year-old in Venezuela, he was the kid. You know, when you go to a t-ball game now, there's always one kid that's paying attention, that's in fielding position, even though the odds of him ever getting a ball hit to him yeah. are 0%, and the odds of somebody being able to catch it if he threw it over there are 0 You can always have that one kid who's paying attention to everything, and I think this was the this was the 7-year-old kid playing in the playground in Venezuela who was prepared for a ball to be hit to him. You know, I, it, it, he's, he's fantastic, and... You know, if Scope, I think he's going to be in the lineup now. Yes. Once in a while, with Cruz missing, Scope will be in the lineup too as second baseman. But he's not going to play much anymore. But this guy's this guy's your second baseman. There's no doubt about it. So does Nick Gordon get traded? Tra- tra- you think? Here's the other thing. Well, maybe he's hurt now, but yeah, could be. Okay. But here's the other thing. Uh you know, Kepler's got 32 home runs as a leadoff hitter, and it's worked out well, but. I'm not a big fan of Miguel hitting third. You know, that's a big fall off. Oh, what they're doing Cruz. now. Yes. Yeah, you could put a, a rise at the top of the order and uh, Kepler third. Bad Kepler third. I'm not a big you fan know. of Miguel hitting third. No. And, and I don't think Rocco and is I, either, no, by the way. No. He just feels like he has to. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when, when, they, when they put Cruz at third, I was curious about it. I wondered about it. But it worked out great, you know, because it gives you a chance to get ahead in the first inning. But Kepler gives you a chance to get ahead in the first inning, too. So I don't know. I don't like him hitting there. I think it puts too much hitting fifth or sixth. He was getting very comfortable. Yes. Now he now he looks like the same old Miguel here over the weekend. So. Yes, he does. Yes, Although he, he does. didn't smoke that one hey, ball. In the game. By the way, Yasiel Puig is great fun to watch in person. You know what? He was the best player in the field over. Man, that is game. he fun to watch? And I know people hate him. He's Those fun. Four games. He was. He's he waving to the outfield as he goes to third yeah, base. He's a beast. Ooh. He's a beast. I mean, physically, he's, you know, I I watch him on TV, and, you know, TV makes you look a little wider. And I'm saying, hey, is he in shape or not when you watch him on TV? He's in shape. Yes. He's a brick outhouse. He's a football man. player. Oh, man. He's yeah. built like a football player. And uh, it, But, but what's, what what I was impressed with was the, the at-bats he gave him. You know, uh-huh. He stayed back on that Romo slider and killed it mm-hmm. you know damn near knocked somebody out up in the third deck and uh you're, you're not kidding by the way no. oh that was a that rock. was a, that thing got but out of the yard great. and you know he's a he's gonna be a free agent right right yes so he's planned for money yes you know because his reputation isn't the greatest but uh which probably helps but yeah man is he fun to watch hell if i was cleveland i'd go to him right he, now and say he's got his hair dyed in the indians color i mean yeah, he's a goofball already. oh yeah he's a goofball but it makes it funny well, he's one reason that they have him hit in seventh, and if they hit his bat, good, mm-hmm. let's go. Yeah, he cannot play the field. Mm-hmm. So uh, Zim got himself a new kicker, huh? Well, or a punter. We don't know. We don't know. He gave got up the... a fifth rounder. You don't like that when they give up draft choices for kickers. Well, I just I don't think you need to. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. Well, we don't this know. kid, they did, because the Bears probably wanted this well, guy. Well, sure, but we don't know if this kid's going to punt, kick, do both. <laughs> 
And, and o- only the Vikings. But he's a Norwegian. We'll like him. Only the, you know, all the Scandinavians will be happy. Only the only these guys could get into training camp, and so far their biggest problem is Kirk Cousins talking about Garrett Bradbury's butt sweat, and uh, yeah. and now we got special teams chaos. Well, and Jim's Jim's basically the your your idea. Don't let him watch. Yes. Has failed miserably. <laughs> he's more involved now than ever. Yes. I think getting rid of Prefer, he's now got a guy he can really bully, huh? Oh, I get, I, who yeah. I, I give up. Yep. Poor, poor Dan Bailey probably is dying to be cut. Yes. He, Just he, cut me. He'll probably, yeah, he can get cut now, be kicking in Chicago by Tuesday, yes. right? You know, he'll be there. Matt Nagy will be a walk in the park compared to this. Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> they, uh, I, I don't know. Did they settle on anybody down there yet? Because they, they, they had, were like, I don't know. They were excited about this Panera or something. Yeah. And then the next day he wasn't at practice. So I don't know if he got cut or not. I don't know if they've settled on it or not. And they're screwed up. But these guys, it's a, they had a, Pat, until yesterday, they had a long snapper competition. <laughs> I am very upset about this guy, by the way. What's his name? Cutting? What's that? Cutting. The, the guy from Air Force. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it Cutting? The long snapper, yes. We, we draft a long snapper. I thought you talking about the kicker. Yes, long snapper. He comes from the Air Force Academy. Yep. As taxpayers of this country, we paid for his education at the Air Force Academy. We paid for it with him promising to give us five years of service. Mm-hmm. For free education. Mm-hmm. And now all these Air Force academies are coming up with these scams. The twins have a pitcher who might be here, mm-hmm. Griffin Jacks, who's, what, Naval Academy, West Point? Uh, he's another guy that's scamming us yeah. on our education. Listen, just because David Robinson could play basketball... You're supposed to give us your years, damn it. Which Staubach did, right? Huh? Roger, Roger gave, gave us, us his, yes. he gave us his That's years. That's when America was great. When these guys were honorable. He won the Heisman Trophy. It sounds and, like a platform for 2020, Roycey. Vote for Roycey in 2020. Yeah, well, vote for Roycey because if we give you a free education at one of our military academies, which costs us 150000 a year minimum per... <laughs> You don't get to go sit there and snap a bad football between your ass for, uh, for, uh, you know, four years and show up on a weekend once in a while as a recruiter. What a bunch of nonsense. Roycey 2020, back to the 60s. <laughs> back to the 60s. We're going back to the 60s. Not in all areas. Certainly not in our feeling, feelings about gay marriage and things like this. Well, but, you could get... But, uh, you could you recreate know, Woodstock. When you're That'd at okay. a military academy, you owe us five years. Austin Cutting. Austin Cutting. So are they, Seventh doing, round is pick. they doing that because he's better or because no, uh, McDermott's, I bet making, Zim, McDermott's making money? I so. bet Zim went to Rick and said, make a bleeping decision. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, Just make a decision. Because i got uh, to have a... Wide receiver is my snap catcher. So BB's now going to hold, I guess. Well, can't one of these idiot backup quarterbacks? I, that's what I it? thought. You know, I have no idea why you don't get um, the backup quarterback to hold. Yeah, not unless they want a wide re- unless they want a wide receiver to do it to throw in some trickeration. But or a backup something. quarterback could 
throw in trickeration. Yeah, but I'm not maybe run do something. I don't know. I thought what Thielen was doing it might be a good idea. But, but anyway, uh, so these of guys, course, you know what's going to happen is well, if you get one of these, you smash his finger and won't be able to play. But we uh, have special teams chaos unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. This poor kid's gonna he's gonna start punting is my guess, and then they're gonna hold it over Bailey's head every miss. They're gonna say, well, you know, we could have him kicked. But too. we were very impressed with the new offense, right? <laughs> Now, now that we got oh, the that, one by almost as impressed as we were with John D. Filippo's offense yeah. the first game, the first exhibition last year. Yeah, because I got to go good back night. and look up all those odes to uh, all those accolades we were giving D. Filippo. I do that remember first exhibition. You're right. The immediate response when he got hired was, "My God, we're going to lose another." Yes, he's going to. Once he comes in here and shows us, he was the real brains behind the Eagles. A, that was part of the angle. A, much smarter than Frank Reich, you know, the <laughs> offensive coordinator. Yeah. And B, well, we're going to lose him after a year, but that's okay because we're going to go to the Super Bowl. Yes. Now he's a complete moron, and, uh, you know, Jack, how could Jacksonville be so stupid? But you know what the great thing about Zim is, Patrick? Zim doesn't give us time to turn on OCs because he turns on them before we do as the fan base. Yeah. Oh, so, so yeah, we don't right. have. Yeah, we don't get like Tony Diaz. Zim would fire Tony we, Diaz last night. Oh yes. Yeah. Tony, right. Tony wouldn't. No. Tony wouldn't have gotten to wave home Adrianza yesterday because he would have been fired Saturday <laughs> night after sending home Crone. And then when Watkins Tony, waved home Adrianza, he'd be fired. Tony would not be. You're right though. If Zim was the coach, no, he would have canned him. Zim was the joke. He wouldn't have made it to Milwaukee tonight no. on the flight. He and the, would not have been. And there. the post game presser on Saturday would have been glorious because he would have said, "I don't know what that stupid sob was doing, <laughs> no. but he's not doing it anymore. Yeah. I just fired him." I want to run the ball, but not like that. <laughs> damn it! We don't. Not when we have no chance. Zim is the first guy he doesn't give us a chance to get PO'd at the offensive coordinator because he gets mad and rips him. He costs us a lot of material. Oh, he does, yes. We can't have the campaign, you know. Oh. Schnelker wouldn't have been there for... Oh. Schnelker wouldn't have... Schnelker would have had no chance. Zim's meltdown, like Burnsy's, would Mm -hmm. have been the same, but it would have been on Schnelker. Mm -hmm. So, I got to say a couple things here. I love Collar. And Collar's a great student of football. Mm-hmm. But there's no bigger, there's no more verbose local media celebrity trying to run the if only Teddy hadn't got hurt scam on the public more than our guy Collar and the rest of them. We had all those stories leading up to Teddy. Uh, going to play against the Vikings on Saturday or Friday. When was Friday? Friday. Right? Yep. Did you see the numbers? Eleven receptions for seventy-five yards. Nothing's changed. He's still checkmate Teddy or whatever the hell we call him. Check down, but checkmate's check just down. as good. Checkmate Teddy. If he throws it over 20 yards, it quacks. It turns around and talks to you. And he backs up. When he feels pressure, he backs up, stumbles around. He was a laughable mediocrity. When are we going to... What? What is? There's still idiots showing up at Viking games with Teddy jerseys. In fact, I heard... I heard Collar the other day saying there's a bunch of Bridgewater jerseys out at practices with the Vikings. We loved him. Why? Why? Partially because he got hurt. 
So we're yeah, all, we're all, he, he's the guy. Them before that. I know, but I'm just saying when he got hurt, it became the unknown of what could have been. Yes, in and, the fan and the and, he, he, and that's true for Zim too. By the way, won a playoff game. Yes. For 55 minutes, he didn't make a play. It was freezing. I know that. Russell Wilson didn't make any play. Three hours up. But here's the difference. The Vikings outplayed him bad that day. The Vikings had more opportunities to do something than Seattle did that day. And uh, so the idea that he completed one pass to Kyle Rudolph and we were gonna, then he was going to take us to the Super Bowl three times in the next four years is so idiotic. It drives me crazy. You know, he was... You know, he was. A, who knows what he would have become? But he was a mediocre. As you can. You know the other thing, Pat. Here. You know the other thing too, is we all all know this, and Zim to this day talks about how much he loved that kid. Yes, right. we all. But but it's Zim as well, because Zim hates the rest of these quarterbacks. Yeah, and he's always talked about Teddy. He's still talking okay. before the game. Here's here's the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. The Vikings were better off with Sam Bradford in 2017 than Teddy Bridgewater. They were better off with Case Keenum in 2018 than they were, I mean, 2015, uh, Bradford, right? No, 2016. No. 16, yeah. It was yeah, Teddy, Bradford, Keenum. Bradford was better than Teddy. Keenum was better than Teddy, and Cousins was better than Teddy. Oh, what is wrong with you people? Oh, boy. I, I hope Collar does not hear this because he'll spend the entire night what tweeting you. What is wrong with you people? He was not. Their quarterback play, disheveled as it's been the last three years, is better than it would have been with Duck throwing Teddy. Okay? <laughs> Just my opinion, man. You know. <laughs> Anyway, that's... I think that qualifies as unchained. <laughs> I think we have our unchained for today. We, we don't need an... we, sometimes unless we you've don't, got another sometimes one. Sometimes we don't announce it, but uh, anyway, that's uh, that's my that's my view of the whole thing. You know, well, why did he stay in New Orleans? Miami didn't want him. That was all BS. Miami didn't want him. If they were oh, the for any uh, kind for of the... money. You know, you think the Saints might be disappointed when they re- trade in Drew Brees for Teddy Bridgewater? I, I, I wonder if Sean Payton's going to walk away that day, by the way, too. Could, could be. Could be. He ain't a young man at this point. You no, know, he had a lot of money. I, You know what, though? Let me say something. I think the Vikings are going to be good. Everybody who's down on them, I think they're going to be good. I think This if, might be the kiss Cook, of death. If Cook stays healthy. If Cook stays healthy. Yep. I, then Which they, is Then they're going to have a running if. game. Yeah, but they got. I mean, they got their receiving core is a plus. With, when you throw in Riot Rudolph, and uh, you know their receiving core is a plus. They mm-hmm. Cook is okay, and you know, all he's above average. This, uh, you know, and defensively they got everybody. There's no excuse not to be good defensively. They might not be as good as they were two years ago, but they're going to be. They're going to be better than they were last year. They stay healthy. I think they're going to be good. Now the schedule is a little tough on the road, but they're going to win ten. I think for sure, maybe eleven. Eleven. I think, I think they're winning the division. Really? Yep. Packers are going to be a disappointment again. The last time that you were high on the Vikings was going into the NFC title game in Philadelphia. Oh, they were going to win. Well, that's because you you, know, were, you that's told Mel Kiper they were going to win. That's when I. That's when I uh, decided Zim was overrated, though. They when he got you know, his... here's Zim's thing. The last two seasons. Zim's team finished by no showing. 
Yeah. They no showed in Philadelphia. Yeah. They no showed against the Bears here. So, well, yeah. yeah I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I tried to write something about that on opening day out there that just talked to a few fans, four or five, but they still love Zim. I said, why? They didn't show up. Two years in a row, they didn't show up to end the season. Why do you love them? Mm-hmm. They don't know. They just love them. It's a, it's a, it's a weird deal. And, and he actually questioned it. These tips. Was it last year where he's he the, went? He went to the players. Of football. But he we went all... to his players last year and basically said, "Did you quit on me for a reason?" Yeah. So he knows that. Yeah. But he's the Tibbs of football. We hate Tibbs and we love Zim. Same thing. You know, I suppose if you if you were in a small arena and you could hear Tibbs Zim's foul mouth, you know, everything he said, maybe we'd have a little different view of him. But uh, he's Tibbs. He's the Tibbs of football. With a challenge flag. With a challenge Which flag. Which is never a good thing. No, no. Of course, Zim, I mean, if Tibbs, uh, if, if they had challenge flags, oh. which they're going to have in basketball yeah, right I know. now. I know. I know. Which is the dumbest. Let's... That's a good idea. Let's let's come up with something that can make NBA games last longer. Yeah. Since we're now up to two and a half hours yep. the way it is, two hours and forty minutes with endless timeouts. Let's let's well, didn't they eliminate a timeout or two a couple of years ago yeah. to try and speed Who it up? Knows. But yes, the challenge this challenge idea in the Those NBA. Challenges well cha- this whole thing's gone. It's now gone way too far. Okay, I got a hot take for you, though. All right. Planning for a secure future requires sound investment advice. That's why I rely on my guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, for guidance in planning and maintaining a long-term financial strategy. This is Ricey, and I've known Josh for many years. I trust Josh and recommend him because he listens and delivers the kind of service that you'll need to feel confident about your financial future. I encourage you to get to know him the same way I did many years ago. Call Josh Arnold at 952-925-5608 and set up your 48-minute no-obligation consultation. Call 952-925-5608. You'll always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Call Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold at 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future Future results. All investments involve risk. This is really hard for me to to admit. I'm coming around on the electronic strike zone because that's good. Because I I think when we accepted umpiring as imperfect, mm-hmm. the hitters approached the game differently. And now you have hitters trained to only swing at strikes, you know. So if a ball is an inch and a half off the plate, they don't, you know, even if it's a 3-2 count, even snow. We have now hitters so ingrained into that box yep. that games are being decided because, you know, for a hundred for a hundred years, they would have hacked. They would have said, "Okay, that's too close to take." But now, if it's a non-strike by an inch or two, it's not too close to take. They don't feel it's too close to take, and games are being decided when a guy calls. The other day, Crone, uh, I think the Twins might have won that game, but maybe that three-one pitch, ball four. 
you know, and he calls it a strike, and then he strikes out, and you you're trying to get a rally going, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I get because we have this thing now, it's changed the approach to hitting, and you can't you can't use the old uh, I was too close to take because they they're all trained. To take that, I, I they're all trained to take that pitch, exactly not right. swing at that pitch. Yes, you know the old approach was the guy'd come back to the dugout, on, you know, get called out on a pitch an inch and a half off the plate, and they'd say you got to swing at that pitch. You got to, you know, that pitch was too close to take. Now they go look at the, you know, and they, then now they come back in and say that pitch wasn't a strike. You know, yep. you, you got screwed. Yep. So anyway, and, I, and I now, hate it. I hate it, but. But it's. I think it's more the way hitters have been trained. Yes. That that you now have to be as close to perfect as you can. And now guys get called out on strikes. If the pitch was slightly off the plate, they go down the tunnel, look at, the look at it, come back to the umpire in their next at bat, and tell them yeah. you can't call that a strike again. You screwed it up. Yes. So and you're right. And veteran team, Cleveland veteran team. They were. They come in here Thursday. You know, this is a pretty veteran club they have now. Bitching. They were bitching from the get-go. <laughs> from the get-go at the plate umpires. Yep. They were trying to set the tone that uh, you got yep. to t- tighten right. it up. And uh, That's what Aaron Boone said. Know, when, you know, when he clapped in the guy's face, he said, tighten it up. Tighten it up, yeah. And, you know, I think that, first of all, I want the box to be bigger. If you go to the electronic strike zone, I want the black. And and I want it to be touch the line. I want it to be like a touchdown in football. And what? If by the, the way, what is it, that? Yeah. Well, if it touches the line, is that supposed to be supposed called to a strike? Be, I don't know. I can't decide I anymore because it's you can't. You can't. It's fifty fifty. You to can't me. say you got to. But you got to have your choice. No, I. You can't. I agree it's with gotta you. Got to either be like. Hockey. But what is it? It's got to either be like hockey where the puck's got to be all the way over the line. Yes. Or it's got to be like football where if it touches the line, I say touch the line. But is the purpose of that line to say that's not a strike if it touches it? I, I don't even know what I that's supposed to be. Either. I don't need but electric. They're going to have to determine that with a light, electronic strike zone. I'm if with it you. touches it's the strike. line, it's a strike. Yes. Uh, be, but apparently when Frank Viola got thrown out in the Atlantic League, that those pitches were all... Uh, that he wasn't calling strikes were all on the line that weren't being called strikes, and he want the the computer was not calling them strikes, and then the guy behind the plate has the right to overrule the machine, which is stupid. Yeah, but yeah. but I but Angel Hernandez you know, can't have the right you, to overrule the machine. I am I am reneging on my my uh, revolving attitude on the electronic strike zone if. The ball's got to be inside the square, then the rectangle. Then no, I want more strikes called. Yeah, I want if the ball is touching a line, it's a strike. But I think that's that's perfectly fair. But we don't know, right? We don't. I've I've watched a hundred baseball games this year, and nobody's told me what a pitch. Yeah, they never. No, nobody's ever told me if a pitch on the box is a strike or a ball. Right. But but if it's if it's a ball, then we'll be there you know for I miss? a month and a half. I miss going to the final game of a series, especially a day game, and knowing that strike zone is going to be huge, yes. and that game is going to last two twenty five. Well, I've said that the biggest change in baseball in time of game is is the box. You know, now that you have the box, now that you and it didn't start with the box; it started with Quesdeck when they started umpire. They started uh, 
you know, judging umpires by computer, then the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings of a twenty-three to two game, you still had to call the strike zone. That was the biggest change because, you know, I covered baseball for forty years, where if it, if you looked up at the board and it was eight to one in the seventh, get ready, boys. You know we're gonna. You know this guy wants to meet a hooker after the game or go to get drunk. Oh, I thought you were just something. going to get on a plane. No, you know well, that's quite more. Know. That's quite the I evening plan. Saturday night on a Saturday big steak night first. In town big steak and a couple drinks big first, or a, just right to the hotel room. We had a few boys that uh, ended up uh, beaten up by pimps, and uh, you know a few umpires have had that problem. But anyway, <laughs> so so have a few pitching coaches from stories you've told me. Hey, do you know the story on? Uh, the new kicker for the Vikings? Yes, got assaulted assault. in Baltimore. What, what was it? Just got beat up on a street or what? And, uh, I read the story. Uh, it was from last year. He was out in Fells Point with some buddies, and, and they met up with some women. And his buddies are like, it's time to go home. And he's like, I'm staying out. I'm sta-. And the next thing, they found him in another part of Baltimore, beat up, and, and had so to rush him to the hospital. one of women had a uh, I don't companion know. Maybe. or something? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. But he decided to stay out till 3. And as your guy Herm said... Nothing, Nothing good really happens after midnight, man. Not out of three, that's for sure. But yeah, I didn't. Yeah, because it wasn't explained. And then he missed the, the stuff season. I read today. Yeah, they didn't the play season. last year. There used to be an area when down when I first went to downtown Baltimore. It was uh, the lighting was uh, questionable downtown Baltimore, and there was oh, a downtown Baltimore. Right? It was uh, back you in know, your days on the big. Pretty pot. much, you'd drink in the hotel back then when you got back. Once in a while, you'd wander, but about three blocks up, there was a place called the Block. Okay, the Baltimore Block. It had the night spots, bars, dancing, etc. But the Block was about always about four blocks from the hotel. And there was like a burger joint on the corner once in a while when you got hammered at 2.30 in the morning and you wanted to go to have a hamburger, you'd have to stumble over there. But you you knew you'd been overserved. Here was the problem. If it, if it was like a summer night, you'd go to the block, you know, yep. at 8, because the sun was still up. But you didn't have Uber, you know, and at midnight, you came back from the block. It was 50-50, man. It was 50-50. <laughs> Well, so, this kid found that out. Yeah, right. But this was Fell's point. This yeah. wasn't the block. You go to the block. Yeah. Downtown Baltimore is a lot better you, than the You go to the block. You're, I don't even know if the block's still there, but if you, you went to the block, you're, you were asking to get mugged. Do we got a positive pat before we're done? Uh, you know, positive pat. Yeah, hang in there. Uh, <laughs> you know. A couple weeks ago, you're like, their first place is great. Yeah, well, they're, uh, you know, they're. Perhaps they're you should underdog. address Tony Diaz. They're now underdogs. Perhaps you can give Tony a pep talk. <laughs> yes, that's my positive pat. We now have Turbo Tony Diaz, <laughs> and uh, Twitter will be on fire. It'll be a it'll be a Twitter bonanza because every time somebody's safe. You can tweet out, boy, you know that Tony Diaz is a hell of a third base. Does Tony Diaz have an account yet? Has I someone started? we got to find a out. False, a, yeah, a false, a false Tony, Tony Diaz. Oh, somebody will have a Tony Diaz account. That's out there already. All right. All righty. We'll do it next week. <laughs>